Another installment of At Home with Linda and Drew Scott. This is if we were back in the medieval times. That's how we would announce our podcast. Back in the olden days? That's me trotting in on my horse. <laughs> and then you would come out as the jester and entertain everybody. A jester? A jester, like the clown. Oh. Isn't it? Yeah. I could, no, I can okay, juggle. That's a hard job. It is a hard job because back in the day. Is that like the hype man? It kind of, but my what I recall from hearing the stories when we would go back to Scotland and my dad would take us around to the castles and cathedrals, he would say the jester had to entertain the king and the, the court. And if they weren't entertained, off with his head. Oh, that's not a nice gesture no, to um, the jester. Imagine if that's what you did with the comedians nowadays when they're here entertaining. <laughs> I didn't like that show. Off with his head. That's not nice. No, not at all. I would not survive the medieval times. No, I also. Or would I? I just don't like the sanit the lack of sanitary. Isn't that what they did? They just dumped their bodily wastes well, into the streets. Remember when yeah. we were in Scotland, we went to Mary King's Close. Now Mary King's, King's Close. Close. I always thought it was close. Mary King's Close. But what it is? It's actually the underground city. It, the new Edinburgh was built on top of this old area of the town. So underground, I think it's like four or five stories high. Five stories high. Or low. Or low, yes, or low, or low, but it's underground. Um, but what they said is the wealthier people live towards the top and the peasants live down on the street level. Twice a day, you would just hear the, look out below, and then they dump buckets of their waste. And people would just Ugh. shit in a bucket. That's all they did back then. And then so they yeah. dump all that waste down to the lower level and then they just wash it down the street. So you, okay. people are walking in that. I just realized that's two episodes in a row where we're talking about Waste. You brought it up. Poop, specifically. Poop. Wait, yeah. think of all the people that were walking around with it on their slippers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe I would have survived in that time. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm happy being in this time. Aside from collecting the old coins that came from those times. I love that. What if it was underneath, like, a pile of waste? Would you go for it? Hell yeah, I'd go for it. Oh. You just wipe it off. It's all good. Ew. How do you think people feel they have kids? Every parent I know has said that they have been peed on at some point or pooped on at some point changing diapers. Yeah, I think it's good luck. Is it? Yeah. It's like when a bird flies mm -hmm. overhead and, and shits on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. I think somebody <laughs> just made that up. That's totally to make made themselves up. feel better? Yeah. yeah, I can see that. But when we have, well, as our nieces and nephews were growing up, we would have them over and... And there was always the chance of having to change their diaper. And I never had to, but you I, did, right? I told them not to. You know, when they were one, I was like, just just save it for your mom and dad. Just hold it. <laughs> we do have families staying with us this week, but no kids. There are no kids this time. No, They're they childish, but they're not kids. But what I love, though, when April comes over, you and her love to cook. Yeah, we're going to yeah. do some cooking. We'll oh, go yeah. to the farmer's market. And so. by cooking, I mean she is the best cook, and she'll make breakfast. And You're lunch. both good cooks. She has a great She's healthy a breakfast. Cook, yeah, I like I like her acai bowl that mm, she does, and her overnight oats. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's really good. Mm. But you've actually mastered your mom's recipe for some of that. Which one? I don't know a few of them, like some of those kanji? like kanji, her oh, kanji. Yeah, I love kanji. But so you and April will bake and you'll cook. And then Connor and I will go play golf. And then we'll reunite in a heated game of code names. And ping pong. And then we'll almost all break up with each other. 
Well, Codenames is one of the most amazing games on the planet, but it's also nicknamed Divorce Maker. <laughs> it's, uh, it, everyone gets pretty heated. But that's why, so we'll, we'll spell off between ping pong and then we'll go play board games and then that'll give us that bit of pace that we need. You're saying ping pong is not heated? No, not for me. Oh, really? <laughs> All I hear when you're playing is like, F, 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 oh, God damn, ah. What do you, I don't swear. I much. didn't say that you swore. I actually find I only swear if I get frustrated in the moment of my own incompetence. That's it. That's what makes me I know. Swear. That's why the entire ping pong game is <laughs> swearing. But Connor is a good match for me because, so that's uh, Linda's sister April's boyfriend, because he and I are pretty much the same level, but we'll play a few games where he kicks my butt, and then we'll switch over where I kick his butt, and we constantly go back and forth. And then I'll come in for a game, and he'll put a ping pong ball in my eye. Ping pong ball. That's how I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just got to watch where you're going. It's like crossing the street without looking both ways. I, I think it's a height thing, though. I always get hit in the face. You got a big head. I do have a big head. I've been hit with every type of ball. Oh, my gosh, the volleyball? For a volleyball, yes. I've been hit in the head with a volleyball, squash ball, tennis ball, Ping pong ball. Did so I say baseball? This is oh baseball. that that would hurt. That's, it did hurt. I was it was my fault. I wasn't paying attention during practice. Getting hit with the volleyball that was one of the funniest though. Because, so this was a league. Haha, <laughs> so funny. It was hilarious for for me. <laughs> it's a league that I played in. I like playing in a competitive league, but it was a, a mixed league, men and women. And I've been talking to Linda, like, come on, you got to come play. It's going to be great. And she's like, well, I don't know. Everyone's going to be so good. I'm like, no, no, they're not all that great. You know, it's a good mix of talent. And so finally, Linda decided to come and check it out to see if she wanted to play. And so I was there a little bit earlier than she was, and, and we, were, we were warming up on the court, and we were all kind of jumping up and spiking balls uh, at the net. And then Linda walks in, and the f moment she comes in the door, she walks across the back of the court. Was it me, or was it somebody else in the it team? It was not you. I, I don't know who it, it was. was. Yeah, it was the, one, one of the guys. Find out who. It was this guy that could hit like a cannon. Like his, his spike was crazy, crazy hard. He jumps up, he spikes the ball, straight, it didn't even hit the floor, straight into Linda's face and knocked her back. And then Linda turned around and walked out. <laughs> yeah, I went to get ice and sat ice on the sideline. Ice and cream. Actually, you know what, that same league, I went up and spiked and somebody had brought their children in to, to watch. And for some reason, they were, set, they were sitting their kid at the back of the court on a bench and they were just playing on an iPad instead of putting them way off to the side where there's some theater seats. Well, that's out of the way, but they were putting them right in the way. And so I jump up and I spike the ball. Same thing that happened to you. I hit it straight into the kid's face. The iPad went flying. The kid fell off the bench and started crying. And the kid was like five years old. You're evil. I felt so bad. But then I said to the mom afterwards, I'm like, why don't you just put your child over there in the safe zone? And she did. She moved because that was a stupid place to put I your child. She's terrified. Yeah, that kid for life is scarred. Our guest this week, Carter Oosterhaus, along with his wife, Amy Smart. Uh, he's a big golfer. We randomly saw him last year. We were down in St. Charles, Illinois, Michael Phelps uh, Golf Tournament. It was part of the Golf Give Gala. And we just came walking around the corner, and there was Carter. He is far better than I am at golf, though. He's like a scratch golfer. And he's way, way better than I am at golf. A everyone's way better. What? E except for mini except golf. Except for April. What's it called? Pitch and putt? Pigeon putt. Yeah, like the... Mini putt. Mini putt, yeah. Glow in the dark, especially. If you have something like a big clown face you have to putt into its mouth or a spinning... Oh, I will hit that clown. ...windmill, yeah, you can do that. You're like the... Um, 
excuse me. You're like the, uh, what's that Adam Sandler movie? Happy Gilmore. You're like the Happy Gilmore of our family. You're, you're very good at the pitch and yeah, putt. I'm proud to be. Yeah, so it's funny. Whenever we're walking around town and, and we bump into fans who see the show, every now and then, you know, actually I would say it's maybe like once a week, somebody thinks that Jonathan is Carter. Nobody thinks that I'm Carter, but people think that Jonathan's Carter. Carter says literally like every day somebody thinks that he's Jonathan. They always come up to him, they're like, I love you and your twins show. Property Brothers, go. I wonder if he pretends to just be Jonathan. I've done that because people have come up. Somebody thought I was, uh, who's the last one? Somebody thought I was Tony Robbins, and I just went along with it. Just like, recently? Really? No, like a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. And then somebody thought Jonathan was Harry Connick Jr. On a plane, I was on a, no, ben, it was Ben Affleck. Somebody thought I was Ben Affleck, and she would not let it go. She's like, she, the lady just kept going, I know who you are. I'm like, oh, well, I hope you love my, sh- my shows. And, uh, and she's like, I know who you are. Your movies are awesome. Oh, my gosh. And then she turned to her friend. She's like, Ben Affleck. And then I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. And she's like, come on, I know who you are. <laughs> and she just kept saying it over and over. I'm like, I'm, I'm serious, I'm not. And she's like, I'm not, oh, I'm the whole. And then she's like, okay, okay. And then 10 minutes later, you, I could see her sitting with her friend, and she got totally flushed red, and you realize that's the moment she realized I'm not who she kept forcing upon me. <laughs> and then she realized who I was, and then uh, she came over and apologized. And then you went... To cry to her and asked her, why can't you just accept me for who I am? No, she came over then and said, oh, no, I hate your shows. But I love Ben Affleck's shows. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, she was really nice. Where else did we bump into them? Uh, Carter and Amy? Yeah. The recently. recently at Emma. Right. Yes, because Amy and Carter have been huge supporters of Emma, the Environmental Media Association, since the beginning. They're on the board. I think that it's it's nice to see how much effort they put back into setting an example for how we can support ourselves and the planet. And I love that they do it in a way that's not aggressive. Like mm-hmm. They are just the loveliest humans and I adore them and I really look up to the, the work that they're doing. And um, when they were talk, talking about the wedding, which you'll hear about in the episode, they were talking about how they use the wedding to exemplify the importance of, of reducing your waste. Everything they do is supporting the idea of a healthier planet. I mean, even their furniture line, all, all of their products that they have in their line, it's all sustainable products. And I th- like that they really dig in deep, like their mattresses, for example, as well. They really spend a lot of time researching any of the manufacturers they work with. I just love how they're setting by example, but they're not forcing anything on other people. They're just giving a good example, and that's inspiring people. Mm-hmm. It's the way they live their lives that will inspire us and other people to live our lives in a better, healthier way, uh, healthy for us and for the planet. And another thing we have in common with Carter and Amy, they have a 100-year-old house in Michigan, except for ours isn't a farmhouse. They have this beautiful farmhouse on a nice property. I mean, our house is older, but it's in a community here in L.A. But I want to get down there and actually see it one of these days. It I sounds like it's, to. but it sounds like an amazing old house that they have down there. Mm-hmm. I like old houses. I would love to actually I just travel around houses. instead of staying in hotels around the country. What if we were just to go stay in old houses? Now we're talking. But wait, haunted houses? I would do haunted houses. I think if I found out after we left that it was haunted, I'd be okay with it. But not before. But I would like to get some sleep, so no, not before. Okay. <laughs> you can sleep in the car, but I'll yeah, sleep in the haunted bedroom. I think that's a, 
I, I don't like staying at like big, big hotels. I like boutique hotels that, you know, have a bit of a history to it and actually make you feel like you're in a different city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something out of the norm. And that's why I like too, like a, a, an old school kind of bed and breakfast kind of feel is kind of nice. Mm. So like we stayed in San Francisco that one time, it was almost like an old Victorian yeah. home. That was cool. And, and the family cool. too. It almost felt like you're being taken care of by your grandparents. <laughs> you know my favorite bed and breakfast? The what? Drewbert. The Drewbert Hotel? Mm-hmm. Wait, where is that? You don't know it? The Drewbert? Yeah. Is that this it's house? It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's the, the Lindrew Hotel. <laughs> I love it when you cook me breakfast. The Lindrew Hotel. Oh, I'm going to do it more often. <laughs> Once every nine years isn't enough. It's, when you cook, it's called the Drewbert. When I cook, it's... It's called Heaven. Oh, mm. that's nice. But this is, we, we call our house the Lindrew Hotel because we always have family and friends staying here. But we haven't actually landed on that name yet. Oh, we're still working on it? Yeah. Okay. Lindrew? I don't know. We, we may need some help here. Lindrew. Lin, so let's see. The Lindor. Ooh, that sounds like Lind, wait, what's the chocolate? You're the pun queen. What's the chocolate? The Lindor. Lindor chocolates. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that Lindor chocolate? This was a really fun chat this week. We have Amy Smart, who has been acting for over 25 years. And Carter Oosterhouse, who has been the face of home and construction for... Over a decade. Yeah. Yeah. And these... now together they have the Smart House collection. I love it when couples work together. I do too. They also have the Flora collection. Yeah. Their daughter oh, is the cutest, so cute. the cutest thing. <laughs> Uh, but why don't we just dive in and chat with Amy Smart and, and Carter Oosterhouse. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. <laughs> my security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. <laughs> Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I can feel the love Bouncing off these walls Shining through the windows Reflecting like a rainbow That's where we belong Yeah, it feels like home Why is it that every man on HGTV has Carter's look? I think you were the original. Ah. You were the OG. And then Jonathan came along, and there's like Scott McGilvery. And then Uh everyone is that tall, dark hair with stubble. Uh Uh-huh. What's with that? Great hair. Why do I think? 
I mean, tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah. Yes. That's kind of like the model. It, it's sexy funny, they did guy. like a Saturday Night Live sketch the other day where they had like a, they had like the HGTV show and blah, blah, blah. This was just like last weekend. And it was like the carpenter came in. They didn't have any names. They weren't like really like showing off of anybody else. But, um, the carpenter was like the stereotypical like flannel, you know, <laughs> like just comes in. Hey, what do you want me to get? You know, a little goofy, a little loafy, but at the same time, like, you know, it, it you was know, like that look. Then yeah. you know that character's name was Carter. Carter. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no. I always laugh because Jonathan's always like, "Why do fans always say all I wear is flannel and plaid?" Yeah, as he's wearing a flannel or plaid totally. shirt. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, yeah, when you, the kettle's black yeah, or whatever the saying is, yeah. you, you walk that walk. Make up sayings. Yeah, I make up sayings. <laughs> we actually Saturday Night Live has done a few um, skits on us, uh -huh. so they had like the. Um, the other brother, the other property yeah. brother. They're like, I'm the property brother. And then there's a third one. And yeah. it was Ryan Gosling played it. Uh -huh. Really? And then there's another one where Ed Norton and what was it? Sven. Uh, when, yeah. uh, Sven. What's his name? Uh, um, Stefan. Oh my gosh. Stephon. Thank you. Thank you what for correcting you? that. Because I know <laughs> at nighttime, Bill Sven Hader. Sven is the reindeer in Frozen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were just talking. Yeah. Yes. And you didn't know, but Bill Hader also did the voice for Sven on. No, I made that yeah. up. <laughs> but Bill only want, listens to this podcast, and he oh. will just realize I screwed things up <laughs> yeah, there. Totally. Yeah, totally. Who we did meet, and we were on a red carpet, and uh -huh. I thought it was hilarious because Jonathan and I were like, you're our favorite. And he turned over and he's like, Proppy Brothers, you're my favorite, because he played us. And, yeah, I love it. Yeah, who's Proppy? What does your brother think Proppy. about that? Your older brother. Well, so JD yeah. loves it because yeah. he, he actually got his license plate after they did the whole proppy thing. It was uh -huh. on the 40th anniversary of SNL, so it was a big viewership and everything. Yeah. They did the proppy. JD changed his license plate to proppy. He did. So, yeah, so now when you see a that's truck hilarious. in Vegas driving around, that's this is proppy. That's JD. JD. Yeah, so that's JD. JD. Yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I love well, that. Him too, like he, you know, he got married last year uh -huh. and his wedding, like there's, he's so quirky, him and his wife, and yeah. they did a Halloween wedding where everybody had to dress up as a movie a character. Movie uh -huh. Yeah, wow. as movies, and everyone went all out. 170 people decked out in good costumes. Our wow. dad was Braveheart with a half-painted face and a claymore. Wow. And wow. It was that's pretty amazing, yeah. but that's JD. That's yeah. so cool. It's yeah. fun and quirky. Proppy. Yeah, <laughs> that's proppy. <laughs> so does he rub off on you and make you handy around the house? Yes. I think you do. Yeah. Um, I think he's, well, because I see him always, like, I've always in the past called a handyman <laughs> to fix things, and now he's like, well, I can do that. Now you got a handsy yeah. man. Yeah, handsy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, but it's, I think, I think I've learned a lot from you, and you also empower me to do it myself. Yes. That's so, just him being lazy. Maybe. It could be, yeah. too. Or smart. Because <laughs> he likes um, Or smart, yeah. right? Are you like the mechanic who you do beautiful cars for everyone else, but yeah. your own car? I think to a point. Well, definitely, like, you know, before Amy and I met, I was, oh, I absolutely, 100%. So I have a house in Michigan that I've had before even Amy and I met. And uh, that house is like an old 100 year old farmhouse. And it's a big, you know, 15 acres and a lot of old buildings and stuff like that. That house was always getting changed out. Yeah. And when Amy moved in, she was like, this is getting fixed right now. Like, this, <laughs> we're taking care of this. He likes open-ended projects, like yeah. half done. I yeah. hate that. I hate that. That's uh. my older JD, my older brother. He does that all the time. Yeah. And Linda, that's a good thing that we bonded on because we don't like half-finished projects. We like yeah. it done. Yeah. But then Linda will always create new projects. Right. So it has to be done, but then she'll yeah. create new projects. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the What's the latest? Actually, uh, she wants me to turn our shower instead of just the walk-in that we have. She wants yeah. to make that a steam shower. 
Right. She wants to convert part of the upstairs. Like, like there's, it's always yeah, it's a, a tra- something. something transforming. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's going to evolve with you. Yeah, right. To an extent. But I, I also <laughs> feel that, like, you know, because you're so hands on, right? You want to, for me personally, I just want to, I, I don't want to give somebody else the opportunity to do it. I want to do it myself. And, and maybe I just like doing it. Well, yeah. and I also have a tough time paying somebody to, to do it to, so, do, to yeah. do the work. Exactly. Because then I just feel like I'm ridiculous. Like this is uh, my friends at home would laugh at me if I, you know, <laughs> if I get somebody else to, to redo our kitchen. No, you know? but the, the way I look at it though too is, I mean, we we have a just like you, we have a great team of sub trades yeah. and everybody. Right. But you know, we're not doing every project, even on Property Brothers and Brother versus Brother. We're not in there laying the entire room of flooring. We have great right. flooring guys that work right. with us. You see that in the shows, and we talk about our team on the shows, but a lot of times people are like, wow, how did Jonathan and Drew do it all yeah. on their own? With yeah. I'm like, we don't. Right. That would yeah. be impossible. Yeah. But it's the same for our yeah. own house. We yeah. shoot so many shows, we're on the road filming that, we don't yeah. have time. That's what makes me feel okay, having somebody else come in and oversee a project. Sure, sure. Come yeah. on. I mean, to a point, I mean, you know, look, I think for me... He doesn't it, have rush in him. Like, yeah. when we have, for example, <laughs> we've been redoing our kitchen since the spring. Yeah. But then we also went back to well, Michigan for like three or four months. We did. We traveled. We worked. We weren't there for three months. Yeah. But now we're back, and I'm like, okay, can <laughs> we finish it up? <laughs> you know, there's certain things that are still not painted. Yeah, there's Some a things, things aren't really working. Some yeah. things are working well. Yeah. It just, but he, he's like, yeah. I'm like. Because everything's on, well, I think like in life, like everything's just like, you know, that priority list exists. And right now there's a big priority on maybe a couple other things, right? And so that's why maybe the backsplash hasn't been completed yet. You are. it's done. But the other half is not. Half is still Uh, not done. Uh, Yes. But when it takes so many weeks to get the tile... You know, and you have to order it from, it's coming from a different country, and you got to wait on it, right? Listen, and how many weeks have you been waiting now? Um, a couple. Yeah. A couple. yeah. You, you could have ordered those tiles by now. I could have yeah. made those no, tiles No, we, we ordered them. They just came in, and then we mm. started shooting a show, and then, you Well, know. that's it. I mean, and then life, life yeah. is busy. Yeah, life is busy. I would say Carter is the mix of Linda and me. I'm uh-huh. go, 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 busy, 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 and Linda's busy too. Like, oh. But she likes that mellow pace, yeah. and so yeah. I find yeah. that's where, sometimes if we ever get into an argument, I think it is about that pace, because we try, I, I want her to try and remind me to slow down and enjoy yeah. the journey sometimes. Sure. And yeah. sometimes I'm like, <laughs> we have an appointment, get out the door already, let's go. Yeah, yeah. But, but see, and I just don't operate that way. But, no. and then moving to LA, I mean, that had to be pretty challenging for you guys, right? Because LA is very much, I mean, even though people say it's relaxed, it still is, but it's still very much go, go. Go, um, right? I, I love the pace of a big city, so I love the buzz of like New York mm-hmm. and Toronto, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not it's not the environment's pace that bugs me. It's like everyday life. It's the because we're pace. always on the go. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. If we can ever take a moment to not rush, I'd rather not. It's like rushing yeah. through a comedy. Like you don't have to race to the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You like to breathe and actually. Yeah. Enjoy life. Yeah. Exactly. See, Linda, you're good. Yeah. You're, see, you're good for Drew. You, oh, you yeah. kind of like, you know, you, you're the yin to his yang. Yeah. Know? No, she's the she's the perfect hippie tricks. for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she makes me slow down and enjoy. No, but for me, like, I, I actually love, for me, it's very enjoyable to work at a busier pace. I love to be busy, yeah. especially when you're doing something you're passionate about, like yeah. our shows, same way sure. you guys are sure. with what you do. I just love, I love it so much, and I want to do more and more and more. Yeah. But then, you, you know, you realize, when Linda reminds me, uh, uh-huh. 
you can step back and there are other things that you love, like obviously right. us and we want to start a family soon and yeah. your daughter is the cutest thing in the world, by the way. That will slow you down, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's slowly down and drive me insane. Yeah. It will do both. Yeah. Yeah. But I, um, but yeah, we we look forward. We've been having time with our nieces and nephews, and I think it's it's just uh, it's it's going to make my life a lot more hectic. Yeah. If I keep the pace that I'm doing right now, and yeah. we try to have kids, but uh, it's yeah, that's the priority. But it is nice to be able to like have so much work under your belt that you've accomplished so much because then when you do have your child, you are giving them the attention that you want to give them, and you carve out those moments, those days, those weeks, whatever you decide. Yeah. Because it's like you value them. I feel like now that we're older parents, you know, we're able to sort of prioritize being parents. Yeah. Because when you're young, you're just like trying to figure your life out and try. Yeah. yeah. But how does this work? So, I've I've always made fun of Carter for this because I would it would I wouldn't do it. But you like to go off on your lone soldier car rides all by yourself across <laughs> yeah. the country, cross country without yeah. Amy, without anybody yeah, yeah. else, just on your own. That's really fun. Yeah, but not, not for me. No, I, with I, a dog, with a dog. With a dog. Oh, with your dog? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you with talk the dog. to your dog? Uh, what's that? You talk to your dog? Basically. Does it yeah. talk back? <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's like that. So for me, like just really quick going back to that, I think being, you know, to your point, Working a ton, that gets me going. I love that. I love like the nonstop, okay, gotta get up, gotta figure this out. Okay, like the that pace I I truly love. But I definitely feel like later as I get older, I also feel like I really love and enjoy coming home and spending time with my family, my daughter, and making and really carving that out. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even want to go back to work, you know? Yeah. I just wanna sit here and hang out. Um and 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 for that. So yes, going back to your point, what you're referring to is that I drive back to Michigan in the spring with the dogs, and then I drive back in the fall uh, with the dogs by myself, just the dogs. And I think that that is just a, it's a really peaceful like three day adventure where I don't know where we're gonna sleep. We just kind of end up somewhere. Sometimes we camp, sometimes we sleep in a restaurant. That's rest also stop. because we've had, our bulldog just passed away, but we've had a bulldog you can't take on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because of sinus? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you did get a service, yeah. you got a service <laughs> badge for him one time, but I think it was too scared it's to actually It's so easy it. to get a dog <laughs> yeah, to become a service dog. I have friends who literally just got that because they're like, they just made something up. I think they said that, you know, they, they're hard of hearing, they need the dog for it. Yes. And, uh, and yeah. they literally, it was just in the mail. So, that, so yeah, I had that same sweet. story when they called and I was freaking out. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna get him back home. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I was in Michigan and just going through the whole ringer and then somebody's like, we'll get him, you know, make, have him become a service dog. All you literally have to do is fill out a form, sign an application. It's like 200 bucks, 250. And so I wrote down on the application that, oh, this is so bad I'm saying this, but I wrote down on the application, I was like, Whatever, I need a little help. When truly, technically, you don't have to write why you need the help and what he's a service dog for. But then he was like, I, I think I wrote, I was like hard of hearing or something like that. And so then the lady calls and she's like, so you need a service dog and I'm just going over your form and she looks here like you're hard of hearing. I was like, what? What? Oh, I, what'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Playing and yeah, and I was like, oh no, I'm, she, she, you I'm blowing my cover. <laughs> Um, and then I got the, the... No, she just thought that you were hard of hearing. Yeah. She totally, I, and then I blew the cover, but they still sent me the certification, and I've never used it, because he was just yeah. too... But you, you went through the certification, like the application yeah. process. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so a basically lot you're a criminal. People, a lot of people yeah, don't basically. even do that, though. 
They just order the the jacket, the, jacket. the vest, oh, yeah. and don't have a paper. Yeah. To say that. I yeah. think a lot of the airlines make they, you show it now. You have mm-hmm. to show oh, the do? paper, don't they? Oh, they do. So the the the, the so. rule of thumb here is like, like they make you to. show the they have to show the paper and you have to say that you he is a service dog. I know all this stuff, and, and <laughs> he has to be a service dog, and they can't ask you what he. Services they're like he, okay. they, they're not allowed to ask right. that. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it yeah. is. So oh, okay. you have to show the paper and the yeah. paperwork, but you can't ask. I why. think you. So you've <laughs> married a criminal. Yeah, and totally. And the police <laughs> are going to now come down here and arrest you. Oh, I know. For all of this. <laughs> but I never used it, so there you go. Oh, there you go. So you, just, you yeah. just dreamed of. I, I got. Yeah. He, he just really wanted that best, yeah. right? Oh. My dog really wanted the best. Yeah. You, you had know. I know, and he got the best. But I feel like that's why you started doing these long cross-country trips. It was Driving a big is part of it. Of him. Yeah, it was. Did you ever try to ask if you can join? And he's like, "Hell no." I don't want to join. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. He was yeah. trying to talk me into it. We were, we were yeah. at that last call. Yeah. He was trying. He's like, "You yeah. have to come do it's it." Great. He's like, "It's amazing. Like, come jo- join me. Whatever city I do a road trip." I'm like, "No, it, no, that sounds like hell." I'm like, "Maybe Linda she was would like, like to join it." Waste of time, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. podcast." Music, oh, the podcasts are the best. Yeah. It's so much fun. And the people you meet on the road, uh, it's so yeah, I, random. I think as a girl, that, that would be different, well, right? Yeah, like, I you mean, wouldn't look, just meet random. Y- yeah. Well, he also guns it. Like, you drive for 16 hours, he oh. pulls over to a rest stop, cranks the seat back, or gets in the, <laughs> like, he'll rent now a minivan yeah. and bring and then, a sleeping bag and literally get yeah. in the bag oh my gosh. with the dog. Yeah. What That's kind hard of people are you meeting on the road? So, like, criminals. Exactly. Probably. Other criminals. No, there's Checks some up. real cool spots. Like, there's some hot springs you go to. There's some camping spots I'll go to. There's some, you know, I have so many stories about so many spots. I saw my spirit animal one year. That was in Arizona. Gerbil? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Um, it, you know, it's just like you get these, you know, a, a, a bus full of prisoners pulled up one time next to me at a, at a spot. That was random because their bus broke down. But I mean, just like the most random stories. I think I'm gonna sleep here. Yeah, totally. makes, for, makes for good stories though to, yeah. to share with people. But I just feel like Linda. That to me sounds like what she would love to do. Just take your time, no worries, and go cross yeah. country. If only she knew how to drive. I don't drive. What? She I don't drive. drive. I'm all? scared of driving. She is, don't drive. Linda is the Zoolander of driving. She can't left. turn left. She can't turn what? left. She's, she's, her anxiety and she can't turn left. Have yeah. you ever tr- you've tried? Yeah, yeah. I had my license and then I let it expire because I just never used it. No way. Thank God Uber can take care of her. I know. Um, and I've always lived in a big city, so it's always, yeah. you know, Uber or nice, Subway yeah. or, yeah. And now you live in a driving city. <laughs> well, no, yeah. this actually here has been great. Where we are in yeah. this, like in yeah. Hancock Park, yeah. we can get anywhere nice yeah. and fast. We can be at the airport in half an hour. It's yeah. just once you get to the airport, it takes you a half hour to get to the it's, gate yeah, to or the, like, right, through the terminal. Terminal, yeah. I don't like driving though. Like in a city too that's really busy. Linda's from Toronto, which is really yeah. busy. LA is the same. I just I don't like driving. And for me, if we when we're always on the road working, I want to be staying somewhere that is right close to wherever the houses are we're uh, doing. And then when we're back home here, we literally just stay around our neighborhood. We'll go to Larchmont, walk, which is yeah. a ten minute walk. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love driving. Yeah. I mean, clearly I drive across so country. I, but yeah, you need to too. I grew up here, so yeah. it's like yeah. I had to drive. You know, yeah. you just. But, yeah. So tell me though, you, you guys, you're the same age uh-huh. and you also came from the same city. No, Traverse. But you grew up here. I, I grew up here. Yeah. I grew up in Topanga Canyon. But I grew up going to Traverse City, Michigan since I was five to visit my grandparents every summer. Oh, your grandparents are from there. My grandparents, yeah, would be there all summer. So we went to visit them. My parents um, built a house there in the 90s and moved there in 2000. Mm. 
So then I started going there every Christmas and every summer. And for me, Traverse City has always been like a second home. We would spend so much time there. And then, but that was actually a hidden way of stalking Carter because yes. you knew he was from Traverse. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Tell us that whole story there. Who stalked who? I don't fully understand. Oh, geez. Because, um, yeah. Yeah, good question. I guess I, what? I just cold called you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you cold called yeah. Cold call. Well, because I was going from to visit Debbie. my, there was two reasons. Yeah. One, I was yeah. newly out of my relationship. And two, I was going to visit my parents for a week in Michigan in the summer. And I was like, oh yeah, that guy Carter said he had a house out here. But how did you meet him? Well, we met through the Environmental Media Association. Okay. So we right. were assigned to adopt a school garden together to mentor. So we met that way and we were just friendly acquaintances. Um, but when we met, he was from Traverse City. I was kind of felt like I was from Traverse City. So we had that connection. So I said, well, next time I'm up there, maybe I'll try to get a hold of you. And, and then like a year, year and a half later, mm -hmm. I literally called him. I was like, hey, I'm, 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 I'm heading to Traverse City today. Um, do you want to have dinner with me and my parents tomorrow night? <laughs> <laughs> I know, totally. He so was random. like, okay. Yeah. It was like, it felt But again, very, it felt like very, um, you know, it was friendly. very friendly and PG and like, oh, whatever, we're both on the board of the EMA. Why wouldn't I go to dinner with her? And Is her this, parents. And her parents. Yeah, no, no, seriously. I was like, okay, this. Because I, I didn't really, at the time, I didn't really think anything of it. You yeah. know, it, both of us were like newly out of relationships. And so it was kind of just very. I was and, like, and oh, had you known, somebody my age who lives yeah. up there, because I don't really know That's a lot so of people yeah, my yeah. age. <laughs> yeah, well, and did you guys know each other from, obviously you're a, a movie and TV star, and you're an HGTV star, uh, or TLC. Yeah. At that time, I don't know which networks, because you, you have shows on every yeah, network. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so had you seen each other on, on TV? Um, or? A little bit. Yeah, a, a little bit. Um, I think... I don't watch TV that much. She doesn't. Oh, yeah. she doesn't I, she's totally lying. She TV. didn't know. Who I was? <laughs> she only knew who I was because of the EMA. I'm assuming, right? She thought you were Jonathan. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who's this guy? <laughs> Where's the other brother? No, I didn't watch that many of his shows. So, how yeah. was the first dinner date with her parents? parents? Yeah. Oh man, it was I fine. it was fine. It was just you know, like I'm a Midwestern guy. You know, it's just like it's you're just like, hey, how are you? Because my parents were probably like. He would be great for my daughter. Oh, really? So yeah. You, you, made, you made the right move. You sold the parents on you first. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then she had to go along with That's what they wanted. Throat. Smart. Yeah. They were <laughs> I think they were, they were trying to like suppress their happiness toward Aww. you coming to dinner. Right. And then so we went on a second one. She was doing a little wine tasting up there. There's a bunch of wineries up there. And so she was doing a wine tasting with her parents. And, and they asked me to go on that wine tasting with them. I was like, yeah, oh. The, the yeah. next day? It was like the oh, dare, yeah. Yeah. And so we did that. And then went to a dinner again, Boathouse. And then went to dinner again. It's like a romantic weekend together. I love with it. Her with the parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At every stop of the way. So, of course, I'm like, well, she's bringing me out with her parents. I, that must mean she's not interested, right? Because, like, why would she want. Wait. Wait, what? Gu guy logic. <laughs> guy logic. Guy logic. Guy logic. Why I did, totally did. Absolutely. I thought, why would she bring me out with her parents? Why wouldn't she just be like, hey, Let's, you know, like, um, let, you know, well, do you, whatever. There, I just felt like there were no signs, right? And, and at did that you point. feel that there were signs? Were you throwing him signs? That's so backwards. I don't know Is if it? I was throwing signs, <laughs> but I was like, he's nice. We're all getting together. Let me preface this by I was newly out of my <laughs> long ass relationship. I was fiercely on the rebound. 
And I so was you like, just wanted to get busy. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's adorable. We don't really know each other. And then finally, but we kept hanging out with my parents because I didn't want to ditch my parents because I was visiting yeah. them. I wanted to spend time with them. But I was like, but he's so cool. I don't really know him that well, but we're all in the same town. Yeah. And yeah. then... So I didn't really see any signs. So then we were just kind of, you know, we just did the dinner was, and we, the wine tasting. And, and I was like, I just dinner. don't know where this goes. So there was no kiss goodnight or anything? With her parents in the car? That'd be so <laughs> random, right? No. I, would, I would do it to, to Linda. I'd be like, hold on one second, parents. No way. Good night. No, no way. No <laughs> way. Because <laughs> also... <laughs> at the, yeah. <laughs> You totally, you yeah. not. Not on the first date, not on yeah. the first weekend, yeah. Um, and then, you know, it was just awkward. So I thought, okay, there's nothing. Then I, so I was like, okay, the third time, I was like, I'm, I, this is a big lake right around there. So I was like, I'm going to go on my boat. I was like, see if, I'll see if Amy wants to go. And that was my sort of move to be like, maybe this is going to And you go. got a boat that was only big enough. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> for know, one person. Like, it was a dinghy. It was a little blow-up yeah. dinghy. Yeah, so I drove it over the, to her parents' place, picked her up. And we went out, had a really you know fun sort of day on the lake, which was fantastic. Um, but it, n- there was no like real spark. There was just nothing that really what. I before we went on this <laughs> boat ride, dared myself to kiss him. Aww. I was like, Amy, you are not getting off that boat until you kiss him. Like Ariel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was. I was like determined because I just felt like I was. I was like, I need a new impression. I need a, a change in my life, and I just felt the need to kiss you. Yeah, and so and we had you know, been talking about our relationships a lot and stuff like that. We are just like, uh, and then next thing we know, she plants one out. You did it. I did. Yeah. Yes. And, I did yes, it. she does it. Yes. She does it. She does it. I did it, and, and he was like, what? And then Carter was like, I still don't see any signs. <laughs> yeah, totally. Basically. Wait, where's this going? And then your Basically. parents pop up. Yeah. Hey, you did it. Yay. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Would that be hilarious? Um, and history was made. No. Oh. No, because it was awful. It was awkward. The, Wait, the kiss was the awful? The kiss was yeah, terrible. Was oh, so that didn't seal the deal. <laughs> oh, my it God. Did not seal the we deal. didn't even talk after that. <laughs> we were... It was, it was... It was just... It's because I think... Because I made the move. He was like, oh, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then it was kind of like... It was felt like we were two friends kissing like there was nothing. And it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's go our separate ways. And we did that for a little while. And oh, we just kind of like... Yeah, awkward. it was awkward. It was sad, right? It was like, but oh, you know, like timing is everything, right? There's no right? chemistry. We were like, there's just no chemistry. Yeah, and we both felt that there was no chemistry. And then, so um, fast forward, or uh, then fast forward a couple months later, she had a, what a Labor Day party. Yeah, I had a little party at my house. And I was like, well, we didn't have any chemistry, but he's a really nice guy, so I'll just invite him. Yeah. And then we, I invited you, and then mm-hmm. we did end up kissing one more time, and it was really good. And it was like, oh, wait, yeah. there yeah. is something so yeah. Maybe that sort of like desperate, I'm going to challenge myself to kiss him came across as too intense and I think it, Or that was just like, yeah. check, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> do you remember our first kiss? Yes, I do. Is that a karaoke I bar? I totally remember. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 what? No, I mean, uh, yeah, I remember You it. don't remember? <clears throat> no, it was just after I was saying I'm on a boat. You know that song I'm on a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my my open. Cause so that was your karaoke song. So yep. I gotta what? preface that. So the karaoke sealed the deal. No, yes, it did. It did. The, the it first did. The, the thing is, our buddy whose birthday it was, yeah. 
He got so drunk he went to the wrong karaoke place. So we uh-huh. were alone in this karaoke yeah. bar for, for an like hour. an hour. Oh, so we that's were just convenient. Singing our own songs. Yeah. So I did I'm on a boat. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I did, which I'd never sang before. It was the first time I had done it. Yeah. And then I, I sang like some others. I did like um Grease. Uh, Grease Lightning, like yeah. Summer Nights. And uh-huh. then I did um To All the Girls Always I Loved good. Before. Always and good. I could just see her melting. Yeah. And then and then Rodney finally <laughs> showed up with uh-huh. his friends. Yeah. And as soon as he gets <laughs> Rodney's in, like, what? He is so wasted and he he walks in and then he like he pushes me to the corner. He's like, Linda, is that my birthday gift? Is he for me? Then is like, no, this yeah. one's mine. Yeah. Yeah, so. That's amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> then planted a kiss at the end of the night yeah. uh-huh. uh, for that. And then it's been hell since. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's been no, it's been amazing. So you yeah. guys have now been married. You got married in 2011? Eleven, yeah. yeah. So we've been married eight years. Yeah. And how, how long did you know each other before you got married? Well, I mean, it was pretty fast. We, it was, it, we started dating. Um, we got engaged after seven months. Yeah, oh, wow. I waited seven, seven years. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't have a seven-year itch. No. Yeah. It went yeah. the other way. Yeah. 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 From how, how did you guys grow up? Um, sibling dynamic as well. Um, um, how you got into what you're doing too as an actor, and, and tell me a little bit about that. I, I for an act, I was a ballerina for the first for ten years growing up, and I think the performing on stage got me interested in performing, and then I got into acting at sixteen years old and started getting little jobs here and there, and and just kept studying with different teachers that were really incredible. And here's the important question. What? When you were a kid, did yes. you know you were cute? And so, you know, when, when kids know they're cute and they yeah. play that up, yeah. and a lot of times kids that want to be actors, they know they're cute right. and they're like, I deserve I this. this. No, I don't okay. think, I, I think, I, I actually didn't grow up thinking I was going to be an actor. I was really intimidated by what an actor was. My ideal actor was Billy Crystal hosting. That's amazing. Billy Crystal. <laughs> no, I know this. Hosting the Academy Awards because he was just like this like Da-da. dynamic yeah. singing, showman. dancing yeah. showman. And I was like, that's an actor. I'm so not that way. Oh so I like thought I would, that was like what you had to, the confidence you had to have as an actor. So I was, I didn't even think like that would be, ever be something. I wanted to be a hairdresser. I was like French right. braiding my hair. <laughs> I was like, Carter's I'm gonna hair? have my, yeah. what? Do you cut Carter's hair? No, I'm actually terrible. Like, oh. I'm like <laughs> well, thank goodness. Yeah, totally. I tried to like cut, I was like, I'm awful, but. But I thought like, cause I used to do things to my own hair. I'm like, I'm gonna have a hair salon one day. <laughs> so um, it, yeah, I didn't think I could be an actor. And then I got into doing some modeling and commercials and then I, um, I went to set of Hocus Pocus to see my friend Vanessa. Oh God, don't tell Linda about Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. She wants me to watch it every year and it is the most cheesy, cheesy thing ever. That is the best part. Hocus Pocus. So cute. I saw, I went on set and you know, I saw, because my friend Vanessa is a good friend of mine growing up and now, and um, I was like, oh wow. Again, super intimidating. Like so many hundreds of people and big sets and everything, but. It, it definitely like shed light on oh that's what this is and and then I just started taking acting classes and started working. What was your first big gig? Um, my first big one was Outside Providence. It was like my first lead in a film, and then of course I met Alec Baldwin during the press junket. I was like Alec Baldwin because oh <laughs> I didn't have any scenes with him, but you know it was just fun to. I feel like I've gone on this whole journey, and but I but it's never like come easy. Meaning like yeah. it's always taken work. I've always I've gone in and out of different classes, scene study classes, coaches. You know, always trying to like make myself better and mm-hmm. 
and push myself past my comfort zone and so. Did, you did you find also then having Flora and, you, I mean, still pushing your career as well, as hard as you always do, and then now you have Stargirl. Yeah. Um, so is acting for you, has it changed since you've had a daughter? Has it, it affected you? Um, you know, honestly, since I met Carter, I was like, I've been doing this so long, I'm going to finally like enjoy my personal life. And it took us a long time to have a, a child. And during that time, I always kept putting my career on the back burner because I was just like... I want a family, I want to figure this out. And so now that we have this awesome daughter who's almost three, I feel now like, okay, we, I went back to work uh, last year and we did this show Stargirl and it's coming out this spring. And now it's like, it's been fun to get back into career mode with the want to balance being a pretty full-time mom. Mm -hmm. So it's like finding that Balance. And I also, there's a shift with this latest series, Stargirl, where before you were the daughter and now you're the mother. Yes. You play the mother. I'm Mama Stargirl. No. Why, <laughs> why do all CW shows have yeah. the moms look like they're 20? <laughs> like they're they're yeah. super young. Thank you. I, she really could be my daughter in real life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh my God, but, Flora literally looks like a miniature exactly version of you. Like, Doesn't she? <laughs> is there any, any cards? I know. No. You really think? Yeah, that's like, nice. I like hearing that. Yeah. I only see Amy's eyes. Yes, I only see Amy too. I think as she's getting older, she's a little bit, you know, there's a, more of a change, but um, she just looks like a little Amy. But that's okay, because if she looked like me, it'd be weird. Right? <laughs> imagine, imagine Flora with Grace Tubble. Yeah, it'd be really strange. <laughs> we don't know if we'd well, like we Well, we always wonder, so with Linda and me, you know, we're, you may not have noticed, but we're slightly different heights. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So I wonder if our kids are gonna have like her looks, my heights, my driving skills, her, her crafting <laughs> skills. I hope she has, or they have be your driving perfect. skills. I feel want. like you'll have a tall child. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. I want to. I'm a huge basketball freak, so I want to. Yeah. I'll. We'll have a whole team. Uh -huh. Five yeah. kids of crafters. Crafty yes. <laughs> on the court. Yes. With uh, your your acting career on the go, like, did that help your confidence? Like, do you still work on it, or did it influence you to become like more outgoing, or did you always maintain you? Um, I think that at the beginning I was super intimidated by just everything in acting, just being on set. It's just a big production. Um, and I think over time I've obviously had a lot of experience and built self-esteem and my confidence. Um, but, I but I always feel like I want to push myself out of, I don't ever want to sort of be an actor that like is just like phoning it in. Mm -hmm. Like to me, it, I want to continue to do my best. I, I do work with a coach. Um, I think do. I still do. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just feel like one now as an actor, you have no time to rehearse. You're like out there ready. So working with a coach really helps kind of <clears throat> dial in that process and sort of work on it without working on it. I think know, it's smart time. because in any aspect of life, if you feel you no longer need to learn, then mm -hmm. either you're in the wrong industry or you have the wrong attitude. Like mm -hmm. I'm, we're both lifelong students with everything. Yeah. The fact that you're still training and still adapting and still evolving and as we get older, we're, all, we're always changing too. So yeah. you mm -hmm. can never stop learning as yeah. an actor. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Uh, you know, each job feels slightly uncomfortable, like, ooh, can I do this? I hope I can do this. Well, that makes it fun. Yeah. yeah. As soon as it's too easy, it's like... But that's also, yeah. yeah, and that's also your, like, as an actor, I think, which is different than what we do, is like, you know, here we're ourselves, you know, maybe a little bit more upbeat or whatever, the toned up, but, like, as an actor, you're also learning about yourself, 
you know? So that's what you're constantly learning about, which I find ridiculously difficult. Like yeah. I've tried to do, I've done a couple acting jobs. I'm so bad. I am oh, yeah. such a bad actor. It's ridiculous. Say you think I, like the confidence <laughs> would be there by now, but it is not. But say the funny thing, so in, in real life and on, on any of the yeah. shows you've hosted, yeah. you're so casual and carefree and you're, you yeah. know, you're witty and funny oh, and charming. You. I could just see you then trying to act. You could be given the role of playing yeah. Carter Oosterhaus. I was. And you, and, I did. And you sucked? Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was He's for, like a stiffer version of himself. It was yeah. so like, uh, it was so bad. It was like, you know, um, it was a show called Hot in Cleveland. Um, and I, I came in as myself and I played myself and all that. And I just found it so difficult. It was like, and then somebody's like, don't worry. When you have to play yourself, well, that's you the hardest lines, thing. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, I thought like, okay, this should be fairly simple. We talked about my show and what I was doing and, and it was With still With the studio chill. audience. But I do feel like, you know, breaking down that, breaking down the roles, like that's, I do like doing that. Like, yeah. Oh, when, so you work with Amy on that. Yeah, yeah. And I love doing that and breaking he does. down the character. He's, you, you're a huge movie buff. Yeah. And so I, I like getting into that. You know, there are so many different methods for breaking down a script. And, and I, so I started as an actor before I got into hosting. Mm -hmm. But breaking down a scene and, and figuring out the, you know, the underlying truth of what was written. Yeah. Finding a way emotionally to connect to certain scenes. If I haven't, if I've never experienced, you know, being a serial killer, but I have to play one. Sure. Mm -hmm. How do you connect to that? And right. it, it's fascinating. It's scary, but I miss it. Like I really do. I would love yeah. to do more acting down the road. Mm -hmm. we, we just don't have the time. You should. I want to look up should. this scene that you did playing yourself. <laughs> like it, so that bad. to me would be the funniest thing it in was, the world. It was like the first time I worked on TV, which was the first episode I ever did in Trading Spaces, which was in Spartanburg, North, South Carolina, and. Um, and it was 18 years ago. And, uh, and then when I showed up, I was, I was literally off the boat, the new guy in LA and all that jazz. And, and I had re really hadn't worked in TV that often at that point that much. And I was, I'd done a couple commercials maybe. And, and so, and, but I had always built, I've been building since I was like 12 years old. So, so that I could do, but again, going to that, I was like, okay, I just have to build this table and this piece of furniture and, and, don't mess with me, the camera guy. <laughs> like, like yeah. I gotta, I gotta focus on this. That episode too was really bad. You know, so yeah. it, it's like those beginning steps are just, you know, ugh, they give me nightmares. Yeah, I guess you have to. It's hard to be yourself as well, and not a character. But I think some people, yes. like, really are good at being themselves. Like, are mm -hmm. very like extroverted and outgoing. Yeah. Some Why are you actors. looking at me right now? You're really looking <laughs> at me right now. Yeah. <laughs> and some actors are like. No thanks. Like I would rather not do any press for anything. Oh really? I he goes on Rachel Ray constantly, and I'm just like, how was it? I go on to talk show. Are you I'm like, nervous? <sighs> yeah. And it makes me so nervous. It, it, it's I don't funny. want to do interviews. Or so anything. many actors that I know are the same way. Yeah. It's, and I think because a lot of actors will admit, same when I got into acting too, you have insecurities, yeah. and you never think you're good enough for what you're doing. Yeah. And then at the, I, especially. The idea of doing something safe where you're recording, but you can re-record it, you can re-record it, you can do multiple yeah. takes is fine. But the thought of being live in an interview yeah. freaks people out. Right. Yeah. I remember, I think it was Catherine Heigl. I was yeah. reading an article just when I was back, you know, doing Property Brothers in the beginning, uh -huh. and there was um, I was reading up a little bit on like how to 
act when you're doing like a live. I think it was my first time I was presenting. How to act when you're not acting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be good on stage. Or whatever. I get to read that. And I, I pull up some articles and it said something about her and another actor. And the first thing I saw was um, major celebrities fail live on stage or something like that. And then it's giving me more anxiety because I guess she is really afraid. She's deathly afraid of being in front of um, public, oh. public, like public yeah. speaking. Yeah, I could see that. And so yeah. I'm like, wow, man, this is not a good article to build my confidence yeah. for what we're doing. <laughs> totally. But at the end of the day, like I, I never cared. I never took myself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I actually screw up a line or something, I'll just make that a joke and, yeah. and have fun with it, and then I'll get back on track. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that has saved me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Linda loves live. You just- Even this. Is yeah, yeah, you don't. No, see, that's just like because between you and and me, it's like I feel like that's where we thrive. Yeah, I think it's just a different part of the brain. Like I feel as far live all day long. Oh, he like wants to be on a talk show. I'm like, that sounds awful. (laughs) We've been pitched talk show many times. I like to host a a talk show many times, and and that's something we would love doing. Jonathan and I are good with that kind of a a banter and talk, and Uh and also the idea of the little fun components, but yeah, the look right now on on Amy and Linda's faces, nightmare. That would be your hell. Yeah, totally. I would love to like just play, I mean, I, I don't act or host, but I would, I think I would feel more comfortable playing someone else rather than, you know, being myself. Because you're right, it, it is like, Therapy. I think we mentioned this before. It's like you're learning so much about yourself, and I think that's ex- not exhausting in a bad way, but it is hard work. But then it's also really heady too. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's you should see when I go home with Amy. Oh boy, it's like I don't know which one I'm getting. Just kidding. <laughs> just <joking. laughs> it um, is kind of heady. No, but you just have to dive into yourself so yeah. much more. Listen, right? Linda, yeah. you don't you don't have the confidence that somebody who was the sexiest man in Cosmo mm. Girl magazine. Yeah. Or People Magazine, or whatever What's else that? Carter had. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Linda's like, what? I thought you were talking about. Which one? I don't even know what Cosmo <laughs> Girl Magazine is, but I just, I just, <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I got People Magazine. Yeah. I was like, stop yeah. talking about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no big deal. But um, no, I, I, I love it. That The dynamic, um, especially playing off of someone, so for our shows, mm-hmm. Jonathan and I having each other to play off of, yeah. and we've done that our entire lives, nice. since we were kids, yeah. Yeah. it makes it easier. So yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel bad for a host that's their own on the show, and right. you have no one to, to play off of. Yeah, you yeah. have that trust factor. Yeah, you do, you yeah. do. And, and also, Jonathan and I will set each other up right. for like a real, a real zinger or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, hey, good sports reference. <laughs> ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. (laughs) Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. I don't understand this, but maybe you can explain this. Um, you're the wine connoisseurs. You have your own winery, yeah. and you named it after a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> How? But no, it's fun to say it's bonobo. It yeah. Bonobo. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. But where? Why? What? What? <laughs> why? Because you know, yeah, we're just monkeying around. I think it's like <laughs> it, it really is. It's harder to name a winery than it is your child. <laughs> That's so bad. But it was really challenging because my brother and I, we planted 20 acres. Um, wow. 
you know, whatever, 12 years ago now, and, and so 11 years ago. And so when we planted, we thought, okay, now we have about four years till we open our doors, right? So we have to figure out this name. Four years? By the fourth year, we still didn't have a name. Um, we, I think we got like a, a bottle of tequila and like just tried to figure out a name because we were just like, I just can't, you know, this, and so finally I was reading a Nat Geo about fracking and uh, on a plane ride somewhere. And, um, and then I got back to the house and, and my brother was there and he said, hey, and I said, oh, there's this, there's this great article in there about a bonobo ape and they're the cousins to the champagne, chimpanzees, and they're super social. They're the ones with the kind of ha- the hangy nose. Well, they, they, right? they look fairly like, like chimps, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and they're very similar to that, but they don't fight for their territorial rights. Hmm. They're very social species. Oh. So, what does that mean, What is that? Well, we don't really talk about the breast, but it's, if you look it up, you'll Let's find out what they the do. Let's talk about the breast. So you um, named your wine after <laughs> monkeys that have a lot of sex. Yeah. Yes. Social... <laughs> Yes. They're a matriarchal society. They're a matriarchal They're as an well. endangered species. Yep. And they make love, not war. Yeah. And so your your <laughs> philosophy for your wine that. is drink our wine yeah. and have lots That's of That's one sex. way to interpret it. You could look at it that way. I look at it as like social, a little bit different. And you just want to, you know, be friendly with other people and not fight with everybody. And so I, that, you know, that was, that was the real principle behind naming it Bonobo. But it's kind of, uh, you know, I felt like the wine scene has changed in the sense where when we were little kids, it was the traditional sense of taste and sip and know all the notes and fancy mm-hmm. and hoity-toity. And then my, you know, my brother and I are young. We wanted to have a space where people would come in and hang out and meet their neighbors and, yeah. you know, and, and that's what we've created. And, 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 and the wine is fantastic, you know. So we, it's not wine like snobbery, like, like a lot of people they think if you don't understand how to no. differentiate how to certain yeah. smell. Now it's just it's a, a way just to sit down, have fun, and enjoy. Yeah, conversations. and if you know nothing about wine, yeah, but that being wine, said, it's still like we still really care about it being oh, yeah. good wine. Yeah, of course, <laughs> but of course. The yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't require you to be to, to no. understand like, oh, there are floral notes with some yeah. heavy oaky. Oak taste. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, huh? no. I mean, we don't, you know, but it's also that's a learning, like we said again. That's a we're learning. My brother and I learn every single day, which is great. And we have people that are way smarter than us that you know work with us and um, are there twenty four seven. So that's a good thing. And and. Um, and you know, look, our rosé got number three in the U.S. at the San Fran Chronicle. Oh, amazing! Yeah, and um, it, so we still are are producing award-winning wines, but we don't expect the consumer serve, to come in. We serve food with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're wine tasting, you need to keep eating, or you're just yeah. gonna get wasted. And yeah. It's, just it's like not no gonna fun. clean the palate that way. It cleans your palate. Yeah, yeah. Well, we wanted to have a whole experiential thing. Yeah. I mean, the real yeah. the idea was that you know we created a, a space where our, our, our our tasting room is 6,000 square feet, so wow. it's, it's a space where you can eat and drink and you know have fun. And every summer when I go back there, when I drive back to Traverse City, I, I build something new every summer oh, wow. there at the winery. And so I, you know, it's like another little piece that we're adding to it and stuff. And it's just a special, it's a very special so place. Cool. I have yeah. not tried your wine, but yeah. I have heard good things about it. From from people, many people. Um, I'm a little surprised since it's so great for social settings that we don't have a couple of glasses in front of us. We're so bad. We just did. A po- I know. We just Next did one. another podcast, not as good as this one, of course. But oh, yeah. we just did, and we didn't even bring any there. I but know. we sent them Wait, a bunch after. Tell us whose it is. Whose is it? Motherload. Oh, Motherload. Those girls, I tell you. <laughs> we deserve we, we deserve the wine way more than they yeah, do. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. We can share it in the Cross. spirit of bonobos. Yeah, yeah, yeah there share. you go. Yeah. Nice yeah. Oh. Well done. Well, well played. The one thing I find very funny, though, is everyone thinks we're related. 
Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Uh, like uh-huh. I, constantly, people will come up and be like, oh my gosh, I love your show. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to tell everybody I just met Carter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Or else they'll think that Trust you're me, Jonathan. The, the and, same and, thing happens. Yeah, to me. absolutely. Yeah, you know, they're like, oh wait, so which brother are you? I they, get, he's uh, gotten that so yeah, many times. Yeah, I get that times. all the time. And you know, like, which which do you prefer to say? The younger one. That's me. Yeah. No, yes. I'm I'm the younger of the two. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm not the one on TV. I'm just the younger one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a JD. In his yeah. damn good jeans. He's actually two years older than Which us, is amazing. But everyone right? thinks he's younger. Yeah. 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 Him and his baby face. Yeah, he does. What were you building at twelve? Yeah. Um, so in the town I grew up in, it was a big tourist town. Um, and so that was kind of, you know, I grew up, my dad was a farmer. You couldn't, you, he didn't want you sitting around watching TV. He was like, get out, do something. Same. And it was, you have to either work around the house or you go get a job. And so the job was to build homes because it was a big tourist town. So everybody was building a home. So it wasn't like, you know, miter cuts or anything. It was more or less just being around. Um, and then, so growing up, that was like the, the thing to do, that's what got me through college, that's what paid for school and stuff like that, was, you know, starting to build homes and, you know, it started from, like, sweeping to demolition to, you know, uh, framing to, you know, actually the detailed craftsmanship. And then, um, you know, and that evolved. But I also thought when I moved here, I thought I would get away from that. I really right. did. And the first show I worked on, which was Behind the Scenes, which was a show called Project Greenlight, um, if you remember that, it was on yeah, HBO. I yeah. And it was the first show, and I only was hired, be- the only reason I got hired because uh, they said I would be f- probably physically strong and I could help them move boxes from one studio to the next. And that, and that was Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I got a job for a year and a half. So it was like pre production, post production, assistant editing, all this stuff. And I learned so much. Oh, wow. And the reason I'm telling the story is because this second season, they asked me to come back. And by that time, I had just secured the job at Trading Spaces. Mm. But I was thinking about it maybe for, I think it was like, you know, a couple months I could have. She was on that. That second season. That second season. And I, Project Project Greenlight. Greenlight, And we would have met and we would have connected and who knows if it probably wouldn't have went anywhere. No, no, no. You would have not connected because at that time, you hadn't worked up to that good kiss that you could (laughs) give years later. Absolutely. We needed a good. I don't think we would have. I don't think we would have for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure. I, I was just like, again, yeah, there's no way I would have been. Isn't it funny, Two. though, like, like how, like, with Linda and me? I, I, would, I would have been so, I, not, like, insecure, you know, being like, oh, she's a big actress. I'm not going to talk to her. Yeah. You know. I and just, just, and, but then now but you got that big ego. Well, now, really the, <laughs> now the confidence <laughs> is larger yeah. than this room, so, yeah. But, but it's, like, the, the way lives and stories yeah. weave and people meet, like, with, mm-hmm. with Linda and me, if I didn't, if I wasn't filming Property Brothers for some reason, and we almost may have not have been filming Property right. Brothers if I didn't book yeah. this other thing before it. Yeah. Um, it just happened to happen that yeah. way. And yeah. then we met randomly at this one event. If I never went to that event, we mm, would yeah. have never if met. If I didn't decide to help Sharon Wes out at the event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Life yeah. is a Were funny you thing. close to not going to the event? Yeah, because my, I think my sister was like, well, maybe we shouldn't go out tonight. I don't feel like it. I'm tired. And I said, uh-huh. but we told her that we'd be there and that we'd volunteer, so we should go. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, then, and then I was yeah. putting it out into the, into the universe saying, this is the night. No, and then <laughs> right. you went on to, because we went our separate ways, and then later I was talking to 
I think it was Wes and someone else. Oh, well, there was an after party, and mm-hmm. I was like, right. I was making in my head, I was like, mm-hmm. I was doing the Amy, I'm like plotting out my demise here. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, we had uh, moved venues by now. Changing yeah. venues, I'm like, I hope she's gonna be on, I didn't see her anywhere. I'm like, yeah. shoot, I, I missed my, my chance for yeah. this amazing girl. She's beautiful and she seemed fun from what I saw, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I'm um, having a conversation with someone, like, then I see her. Face, uh-huh. And all of a sudden, all I see is this wall step in between us. Uh-huh. So I stepped, I stepped right in front of her <laughs> with friend. His, with his back facing And him, her friend is like, about her height, maybe a little taller. And yeah. so I completely like shadowed him and, I'm and like, in front. Uh, excuse me. And I, no, I did it purposely <laughs> to be funny. <laughs> like I was like you blocking did. him out. Yeah. And I'm like, because I didn't know if it was a, her boyfriend or uh-huh. whatever it was. I'm just like, I'm going to be funny. Yeah. And then I step in there and. <laughs> That's a good move. And then you yeah. talked to both of them. And then I joked about it and talked about both of them. And uh-huh. my, my whole thing, I always use comedy. Like yeah. I was the class clown growing up. And right. I always use comedy as a way. Because when I was younger, I was very uncomfortable around girls. I was actually, Jonathan would tell you, I was the most awkward. I was, I was literally a Ben Stiller movie. Uh-huh. And uh, so I worked on it to build confidence sure. to the point where then I'm like, well, I can still use like awkward situations or comedy to make right. my move. Right. So instead of coming over with a smooth line, I'd rather try to do something that's not putting up Just a, physically insert yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, but hey, it paid off. It comedy worked. is very, co- being funny is very attractive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is a very good yeah. thing. That's, that, that's actually one of my most important things is somebody has to be able to have a sense of humor and mm-hmm. take a joke. I like to goof off. Right. Linda will make fun of me sometimes because sometimes when it's when you're trying to be romantic or, or intimate and I'll just come in with something very sarcastic. Like I'll, I'll be like Yoda, like, love you, I do. <laughs> and then she'll be like, you just ruined the mood. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I say that in the middle of sex, is it weird? <laughs> make make oh, love to me, Linda. <laughs> no. Yes, I love no. that. Like, yeah. And, uh, Tate, where's that Fifty Shades room? <laughs> so, uh, Carter, you were youngest of four, and mm-hmm. so what was your dynamic with your older siblings? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, still very close with them. Um, it was, but again, I was the youngest of four, where it was like the one who nobody listened to. My mom is a twin who has, you know, this pretty much a child with all of us, meaning the my siblings. So we're there's like seven or eight. There's like seven of us, and um, and I'm the youngest in the whole group. So and we spent a lot of time with these cousins. So I was always the one who was like never listened to. I was the one who nobody. You were Kevin from Home Alone. Oh my <laughs> gosh, absolutely, I was Kevin. Like That's that, like that, that movie story so much. resonates so well, you know. And so it's still, which is weird, even oh. today. Like even today, that um, you know, when we get back in our family dynamic and we all get together for the holidays, same thing happens. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like. Great, no one's gonna listen to me. I'm just gonna like, I'll go play with the dog or it's something. Well, when you're, because so Todd and Tyler are yeah. also carpenters, right? Yeah, they're both builders, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. builders, right? So yeah. are they ever like, you're a TV host, but we're the real deal? Oh. That- so, well, so the oldest one is the loudest one, right? So he's really loud and fun, and he's that fun guy who everybody wants to be around. The middle one is the one who's like the, um, yeah. he's the one who's like very, he's the really, really good carpenter. Like he's the one who can build better than anybody. So um, yeah, there's definitely a level of like uh, there's there's definitely a level of like Monday morning quarterbacking. Yeah. You know, on the, on that part, like they want like they they see something that I do and they they ask why why did you do it that way? Why yeah. would you build it? I'm sure your brother does the same thing. Well, right? well, actually, JD, we have a good dynamic too because you know, same as you, we're not yeah. just you know, phoning it in. Like, yeah. we actually know what we're doing. Yeah. We started real estate right out of high school and, uh-huh. and flipping houses. Jonathan went to school for construction design. Uh-huh. I didn't go to school for design, but I mm-hmm. learned, and construction, I just learned from yeah. us doing it over the years. Yeah. We started building with our dad when we were kids. Honestly, your childhood and ours is very similar. Yeah. Grew up on yeah. a ranch. You had to get out there and do stuff. You couldn't right. sit and play video games. Right. 
you're building the barns and whatever else. And so, yeah. you know, we got pretty handy, but uh-huh. there will be times where somebody will come along and try and challenge us. Yeah. Um, or even as a real estate agent too, like I'll, I'll be putting an offer on a property and some other real estate guy will be like, he's just a TV guy that doesn't know anything. They'll try and come in with some term or, sure. or something that he's trying to change. And, you know, you put them in their place because yeah. you actually know what you're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. JD worked with us a lot over the years, so he knows yeah. we know what we're doing. Right. Um, and because we've kind of gone to a, another level, he'll mm. always kind of check in with us to make sure, what would you do in this situation? Yeah. The oh, design side of it is yeah. something that a lot of, as you probably know too, a lot of people who are in construction, yeah. they don't really know design. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll just have a relationship with great designers. Yep. Jonathan and I are fortunate that we really do have a great design eye, spatial mm-hmm. awareness as well. So mm-hmm. finding the best sort of modern functionality for space while uh-huh. still making it aesthetically pleasing, mm-hmm. that's kind of where we um, excel, especially on property builds. We have yeah. to do so many different looks. We don't just have the brothers look. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. So how have you well, found? Well, especially today's day and age. I mean, you guys are, have been so successful because you're capable of, you know, you're you're able to, you know, take a look and then take a, something very similar or like the bones of a home and still get a different look in there. And that's not easy. You know, when I first was on trading spaces as a carpenter, I learned quite quickly how to work with all these different designers and that was sort of, that was my 101 class yeah. you know that was where like okay i can build as the day is long but now i have to engineer pieces that are completely different and the style is completely you know different than the day was it was before um, and but that was also great because you were like you know you were in the thick of it. You, if you didn't figure it out, figure it out. Like you, you weren't going to last long. And, and so now, when you're working, whether because I mean, you have your show on ABC, mm-hmm. um, and again, you you've done so many shows, and you do you do guest spots as well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Discovery's had you in yeah. HGTV, TLC. And, yeah. Um, do you find you still prefer working with a designer when you do projects, or you like to handle design yeah. and construction on your own? A little bit of both. You know, I, I think more. I, I still like doing a lot of the design myself. You know, I still like to get in there, and you know, at the end of the day, I, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I would say both. I, 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 I still love, like, again, I didn't start as a designer. I didn't. That wasn't my world, but then I got into that quite quickly, and that is, I know, was where the longevity lasts. Yeah. You know, that's where the, the, continually being able to be on TV yeah. is because you know that designer, you know, sort of I stylized look has to come out. Mm-hmm. But that's also the fun part, like you were saying early earlier, which is like. If you're in the business, you're constantly learning. Yeah. And in, in our business of design and aesthetics and you know, really pleasing people, you have to constantly be learning because the landscape is always changing. Oh, it's always changing. And the thing too, like different styles of living nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of areas are, are so expensive, people have to find more condensed living yeah. function or, or options. And yeah. Growing up as mm-hmm. well, um, I heard that your family was very much into wellness and, yeah. uh, and healthy lifestyles. Mm-hmm. So tell me a bit about that, because you guys are both environmentalists. Yeah. Um, you know, we're also involved with Emma, which we really love the organization and, and how much they're bringing awareness to simple things that you can do to really yeah. make an impact for the environment. Yeah, I love what you guys are doing. You know, I've definitely noticed that a lot more with, with you two, and it's, it's great to see, because I think like people having the opportunity to showcase. I've always thought as like a builder, or somebody who's on TV, you you almost have like this moral responsibility to extend as much as you can. And again, it doesn't have to be heavy-handed or whatever. But um, you know, to to let people know what you know and the content that you're aware of or that keeps popping up in our faces. And you know, living in LA, it gets a little bit easier because we're on the West Coast. Everybody, you know, thinks of people who are in Southern California as you know these. 
you know, tree huggers, granolas, or whatever. Which we so, are. Which, yeah. which, which we, kind of. You know, but we're also seeing <laughs> stuff that's on the forefront, and that's good, too. So I think, you know, yeah. with me growing up, my mom and dad were very big into, you know, taking care of your body, taking care of yourself, taking care of the environment. Um, and that was a great, you know, example. You know, we had tons of vitamins when we were little kids. We never had sugar food, all that stuff. And we'd go over to our neighbor's house just to have, you know, a sugary cereal. I literally think we have the same parents. <laughs> yeah, really. Like right. every aspect of your growing yeah. up is the same as That's us. Amazing. We never had the cool cereals. No, and I was your neighbor. Tarts. I was your neighbor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was too. Yeah. That's, we had all oh. the junk. We did cereal, too. Frozen dinners. But see, I, now I'm so appreciative of it. Yeah. yeah, and I tr- think like maybe I'll instill that into my daughter a little bit. I hope. Yeah, but I don't know because well, she's... she looks like Amy, so she'll have her same sugar cravings. Yes, so she does. Well, yeah. I grew up with it, but I feel like I, maybe I was able to have it, and I didn't, uh, so you I can have it. So yeah, I didn't want it as much, but like we, our daughter is a fiend now. Oh. Your daughter uh, is a sugar no, no. fiend. So in in what way? So what's her go to? Oh my gosh, she wakes up. She's like, can I have a lollipop? But I want a yeah. lollipop. Can I have some gum? She wants gum <laughs> Where or lollipop. Did she get it from? And she's so ridiculously smart. It's crazy. Cause she, she just like. Well, we Daddy? have like we have Mama's? our organic lollipops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That are only four grams of sugar for one lollipop. Not bad. Not bad. Okay, but still, it's like candy. Yeah. So yeah. we're trying it's a to like trying. We wake up in the morning. We're like, well, you need your growing food. That's fun food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like trying to find. Our, we, we get some time with our uh, nieces and nephews, and especially we've just, we were just filming up in Toronto, so uh-huh. we have two of our nephews are up there, Linda's sister's kids. And uh, we were out, we took them out for a bite to eat, so we had, you know, their mom was there as well, and uh, we're all out. And the one, Noah, he's, he starts, he has some bread, mm-hmm. and he grabs some butter to put on it, but he grabs, you know, those little packets of butter? Mm-hmm. He grabbed like four or five of them, right. and it's one small piece of bread. I'm like, whoa, you don't need all that. Maybe yeah. just use half a packet. Um, on there, and he's like, no, butter's my favorite meal. And I said, <laughs> butter's not a meal. And he's like, no, it's healthy yeah. for you. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I guess uh, Wanda, Linda's sister, had made a comment like, oh, that's good food or something. Yeah. And he took that as it's a, a nutritious meal. Sure. So he literally just wanted to eat the butter. I'm like, yeah. they're Kids smart. Do yeah, they'll Kids pick totally up, yeah, pick up the things you don't realize. Yeah. yeah, the ketchup is a meal oh, for them. Some sugar in that. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it's fun to eat that. So yeah, she's really on that kick right now. But again, she's you know, almost three, and she's at that age where she's just, you know, not pits us against each other, but she's, you know, learning her so her ability, what she can, get. What she can sort of uh-huh. get away with, and she'll talk on her fake phone and be like, Dada, I just talked to Mama, and she said I could have a sucker, okay? Okay. Oh, you my know, goodness. Like, <laughs> oh, it's so cute, though. Like, yeah, it's the best. Up. It's so fun. And do you guys, with your, um, so you have... Smart House collection, yeah. so it's organic and yeah. it's non-toxic. Um, are you being parents as well? Is that influencing you for a part of your line that is really looking out for safety of kids or even products and designs for kids? Uh, well, I think, so me personally, like I've been in this for, I've been doing environmental work for over 20 years. I read this book called Toxic Bedrooms probably 15 years ago, understanding that like in your bedroom you spend a third of your life. That is like, influencing everything in your body, if you're going to spend so much time there and what's on your mattress, what's in everything in your bedroom. But um, so for me, like it's always been really important and it's, it's, it's sort of a domino effect. Like it's all these little, oh, but then what about this cleaning product? But what about what I'm buying for this table or whatever? And yeah. it's all like little things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now that we're parents, it's like 
that we have to take care of this little person and kids' bodies are just so small. And so any kind of exposures to, with chemicals or anything that's toxic is so much, it's so much more impactful for a little body versus an adult. They're still growing. So right. it's like you have to be so much more mindful with little little people. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, yeah. honestly, it's little the same with, with pets, like, like having little exactly. dogs running yeah. around. Exactly. Yeah. Some that would never yeah. harm us. Yeah. Yeah. The chocolate's a prime example. Sure. That, that can kill yeah. a dog. Um, but it's, yeah, having that knowledge of what's around the house that you don't even think about, or even mm-hmm. some people yeah. with the type of paint with an older house, Completely. not realizing how toxic that could be yeah. for, for you to have. In a, right. So that really forced us when we started Smart House Collections to really get, we already had that retail space but on a different level working with, with another company. And then we kind of felt like, okay, this is a lot of greenwashing that's happening. And it just like... Well, we kept always going like, because we had this mattress and we kept going, what's in the mattress? It's eco, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Well, well what's in it? Mm-hmm. And we never got a straight answer. And then now that we've branched off and created our own mattress, we've gone to the factories, we've done our research, we've understood mm-hmm. what which companies actually really walk their talk and which companies like, say that they do and yeah, they really yeah. hide a bunch of stuff in a mattress because mm-hmm. you don't cut a mattress open right. and look at what's inside. No, that's what know? I do when I go to the mattress store. I <laughs> cut it? a mattress open. <laughs> <laughs> they hate totally. me. Yeah. They hate me. And you bought that one? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. What drives me nuts though is uh-huh. so many products out there that they say, oh, this is a green product or this yeah. is eco-conscious and then yeah. you look at the details and well, some products they'll actually break down five times faster, so yeah. you end up buying five times more, which is not Completely. eco-friendly. Right. Or other products where it's one aspect is green, but yes. others aren't. So, so there's like, did you know that like, this is such a weird fact? But on a mattress, you can put organic around the mattress, but it doesn't actually have to be organic. So, like on the exterior of it, some mattresses that have like an organic label, you can do that. And you know, again, that's probably some some lobbying company at some point just figured out, hey, this is like this will pass this way because they were going to be able to make more money. But so so anyway, so we just figured out that like this was really important to us. We wanted to start committing our resources to things that that was you know we felt that other people would be interested in, especially when having a new a newborn and may and hopefully just in their everyday life. And and that's that was the birth of Smart House Collections and and the whole bedding. You know, mattress, pillows. Et I also feel like incredible responsibility to put out products that I that would only pretty much be good for other people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want the karma of like putting something out that that would potentially harm somebody. Yeah, you don't want to be the uh, yeah, like the Winchester Mansion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, so it's like it's it, to have our uh, to have authenticity in in our company. It's just. For me, it's like it's really important. <laughs> Amy's but. so good at that. Like this is where this is where our arguments happen because we start talking about like, okay, well, let's work together on something. She's like, "What's in that?" What? I am. You know, I'm she's like, what, "Where is that coming that from?" That sounds like a conversation with Linda. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> totally. I'm literally just yeah. drinking water. Yeah. What kind of water? How was it? Where did it come from? Where well, did it, yeah. Yes. We, but honestly, it's great. I am actually glad that we have a voice. All of us here have yeah. a voice that we can inspire yeah. change in other people, change yeah. for, for good, right. um, that will be healthier for us, healthier for the planet, mm-hmm. and setting an example. Small changes around the house. I mean, right. if, you yeah. have, if you have certain cleaning products, I mean, I'm not saying you should go out and just throw everything out and start over yeah. because that's wasteful in its own, and that's mm-hmm. not good either. But 
slowly transition when things run out. Then look at an option yeah. that's maybe slightly more, uh, more environmentally safe. And yeah, and there's so many ways that you can do that. You know, I mean, I feel like just the one little thing. Side note that we always tell people is that at our wedding we had 225 people and we had one bag of trash at the wow. wedding, and so it was just something that we were very, you know, aggressive about, like making wow. sure that. And that we were was from come. your hair product. Pretty much. Okay, yeah. how, did, how did you do that? Um, well, for weddings, you have you have things that are rented, mm-hmm. so you can turn them back in. Then we we composted a bunch of that was the biggie. Mm-hmm. Right. Food. And so was it like, like slates and, and things like that? Like all that was. Com- well, well, that plates was all, are rented, so yeah. you wash them yeah. and yeah. they go okay. back. Okay. So we were and we recycled. We recycled, you know, wine bottles and all that kind of stuff. So between just recycling, get putting rental stuff back, and then composting. We were able to like squeeze our trash into like mm-hmm. one bag. Yeah, That's so like so at the cool. end of the night, we actually like took a picture with the with the catering crew with one the one That's bag. That's so cool. Like, yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. We um, uh, I mean, for us, everything we try to do is reducing, repurposing any way we can. Yeah, reducing and I think repurposing. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Is reducing yeah. first. Yeah. But it's trying exciting. to figure out what to do with all that waste after. You're right. We just recently went to a landfill, and it was mm-hmm. like, ugh. This has been living here, you know, every toothbrush we've ever used yeah. is mm. living in some landfill. Mm. You don't yeah, think of like mm. your toothbrush when you were five, it's buried somewhere in yeah. some hillside. You know, The last like, time I went to a landfill crazy. was probably, what was it, over a decade ago, probably 15 years ago. It just, it's just, it's a nice reminder of what you don't want to contribute to. Absolutely. But yeah. we, we, were, we were at the landfill with our dad and we were dropping off a load. We are doing a, yeah. a, a, a renovation on a project uh-huh. and we're there and as I'm walking, my dad is there, he's not wearing a hat. Uh-huh. And then I'm, we're, we're dumping a little something, and then I turn over and I look back, and my dad's wearing a hat. And I'm like, I picked it up. I'm like, what you, where did you get that hat? And my dad's yeah. like, it was laying right here, perfectly good hat. Yeah. I'm like, Dad, oh. get that off your head. You're I love that. Tennis or something. He's yeah. like, no, totally. I'm recycling. Yeah, totally. Like, and he's well, right. He's I didn't so want to argue. Right. I'm like, true. Can yeah. I just wash it first? But, yeah. right. but it's pretty phenomenal. Like you go there. Like I was just there recently at, at a dump, and, and and I saw this guy, and he had a he had two big trailers full of windows. And I just look at him like, hmm. what are you doing? You really, you're throwing these windows out? And I so badly, I think if I have, would have had more time or energy, I guess I just would have, you know, cause we just throw away things so often and we could have built a great greenhouse or something with that. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Slowly, we're all moving in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we just we just did our first doc feature and it's all about the energy landscape mm-hmm. in North America. and. Mm-hmm. Excited um, to have that reach yeah. the world, and it's you know it's sort of that battle between renewables and and fossil fuels, yeah. and it's more and more people are becoming more educated. Uh-huh. Before there was a lot, of, there still is a lot of misinformation, but yeah. everyone's becoming more educated, which is making change, and, right. and things are moving in the right direction. But yeah. there's still a long way to go. And yeah. it's really it's really important for consumers and and people to have choices, mm-hmm. right? Because people want to know that they can make a good choice. And it's funny, our friend runs this environmental um, nonprofit in California, and he always is like, look at the companies need to put out these these things that, the, um, that we can all buy. Like, we have to keep the structure of like how we're driving and mm-hmm. and what we're you know how we function in this world. Like mm-hmm. right now, we're so we're just, everyone's so used to like you know to go containers and yeah. that you would just like throw out. Like, but if we could like maybe have a system where we can reuse them and mm-hmm. give them back. Well, and, also you know, but, some like kind even of like not so wasteful. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. It to go. Yeah, yeah. or or even Take just more compostable, like yeah. like yeah. more compostable um, yeah. products that can. It's it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. 
Um, but again, like you're saying, re being able to reuse, uh, there yeah. will be ways that we can do it. Even the idea of getting rid of um, single-use bottles or yeah. straws that can't be recycled. Sure. Well, now there's so much awareness. So I really yeah. love that we are moving yeah. in that right direction. Yeah. yeah. I, it's been so much fun chatting with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Catching you up. guys. I yeah. did want to pitch one last thing to you before we go. Um, I was kind of looking at replacing Jonathan. Yep. I think you still have the hair. Oh. You still have the look. I can replace him. Yeah. Let's so if you it. want, he can run your winery. He can raise Flora. Perfect. You just move in with me because it's a full time gig. Wait. That sounds like oh, a terrible yeah, idea. Yeah. We're totally switching. This is a punishment for Amy. Yeah. She's got to live with Jonathan. Absolutely. I don't know if Zoe will yeah. appreciate that. But, We're just uh, totally switching. Yeah. It's very Hollywood these days. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss. We'll, we'll discuss the it. details later. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for joining, guys. Thank Thanks, you. guys. That was awesome. Are we going to get food? Yeah. yeah. Are we going to get food? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. I think it's so funny how Carter is such a natural host. Mm -hmm. So charismatic and yeah, he's just confident, charming and confident, and just very organic. But the moment he tries acting, it all falls apart because then he sounds super stagey. He just can't be a natural himself. Well, I I don't have anything to say about that because I don't know how people do it. But Carter is good with helping Amy break down her scripts, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's really nice. That's like you, every now and then I've had a script that I have to work on, but you'll break it down with I me. love it. It's, I feel like we're um, analyzing books again, like in high school, or oh, yeah. doing book reports. and Book club. Analyzing the, uh, the characters and the intention behind the, the story. Well, Linda and I have a new script that we're actually working on, a feature script that we're excited about. And so we're not going to tell you any details, but... Um, Diving into something like that. Diving. Diving in. <laughs> it makes me feel like we're back in my old acting days and directing days where I was working with scripted. So it's exciting it's for me. It's just fun to play and it's exciting to me because it's, it's new. I've never done it before. Okay, here's a question. When you're hosting, you're obviously yourself, but you have your host self and you're like this right now. Um, I mean, is there like a host Drew? Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess there kind of is. I mean, I shout with everything I do, so we, we kind of joke sometimes. If Yeah, it, I'm half deaf already, everyone. <laughs> if I'm talking to camera, like in the shows, there are the scenes where you know we're walking around with the homeowners and we're in a scene or Jonathan and I are talking in a scene doing something. And then there are the, the times we talk directly to camera. So a lot of times we'll, we'll call that host voice when we're talking to camera. You know, like, Billy and Joe, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. This we, is my we, host voice. Hello! Yeah, I'm glad you don't use that regularly. <laughs> but so when we're talking to camera, that's my host voice. And when I'm talking to other people in a scene, that's just the in-the-scene mm. voice. The problem is I shout talk a lot, and that's just how I am, especially if I'm getting excited about something. Mm. So I guess I kind of yeah, host talk all the time. Yeah, I can see how Carter gets uncomfortable with that. Like, with acting? No, just playing himself. Anyway, all this talk makes my palms sweaty. It makes me nervous. <laughs> I also love how... I mean, Carter and Amy are both so passionate about the environment. And so working with Emma or everything else that they do, it's really cool to hear them dig in from their perspective as to why it's so important for them to, do, to create products that are sustainable, to support organizations like the Environmental Media Association. How they execute those values is very graceful and thoughtful. And it's, they're just such peaceful human beings that you want to do what do as they do. The way that Carter does his road trips, his solo road trips, just him and his dog, I think that's funny because that's like his meditation. That's his mm -hmm. zen time to be on the road. 
and experience. I don't see you being able to, could you do that on your own, just traveling across? Mm. Well, literally you couldn't travel across the country on your own <laughs> drive because you can't drive. I, but, I uh, would hate to drive. <laughs> um, on my own? Yeah. I, you know, I think more and more as I get older, I do appreciate alone time. Mm. Um, like by myself and with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think naturally I'm an introvert and for so long I've tried to fight it because I, I do love hanging out with friends and family and I do love socializing and hearing yeah. from people and talking with people. Personally, I don't think I would want to do a road trip on my own. I do like meeting new people and, and that's an exciting thing like, like Carter was saying, but I think I would prefer to travel with you or to travel with family or a couple of friends mm-hmm. because then you have someone that you can continually go back to down the road and recant those old stories and enjoy those old, mm-hmm. old stories. Not to say you wouldn't meet new friends, but... Uh, yeah, although I do fantasize about being alone, like as a couple or even by myself for a few days at a time where you just take creative breaks to let my mind wander. I feel like we've been so busy that I haven't had time to be bored and, you know, just I, I haven't had that blank slate to think of big ideas or just think of... Did you just break up with me for a few days? No, you're invited. You just have to be in the next room and do your own brainstorming. (laughs) Linda, let's go away on a great vacation. We'll each get our own hotel room and we won't talk to each other for three days. But imagine the ideas we'd come up with and... But me, but you know what? Me being in a room with you and talking creative is always fun because the ideas we come up with together are pretty phenomenal. Yeah, and I think that's why we work well together because we can be in the same room for hours and hours and not say anything and and work and still enjoy it. All right, we are gonna solve all the world's problems, but first, we have to meditate. Yes, actually, I think if everybody meditated, maybe all the problems of the world will be solved. Actually, that was something that our meditation coach had told us. Mm -hmm. What did he say? Imagine if 100 million people took five minutes to meditate, to calm their mind and find some inner peace. Imagine how that would change the world. That'd be pretty amazing. It would be. I could cry right now. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This is At Home with Linda and Drew Scott. Everyone go do a little meditation, and let's all come back in a happier place. Thank you so much to Brandon Angelino, our podcast producer. And thanks a gazillion to Annalie Bell. And to our assistant, Tori Pellegrino. Also, our music, Feels Like Home, is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson. Chad Carlson. And thank you to the one and only Drewby. Drewby? <laughs> Isn't he at the Drewbert Hotel these days? Yeah, he's at the Drewbert. Oh, Drewbird. I like that. The Drewbird? The Drewbird. There, so I can't like, them wait, apply. Yeah, but my name has to be in there. Well, no, you can, say, you can stay in the Lindor suite. <gasps> the Lindy Drewbird. The Lindy, the Lindy Drewbird. That's too much. The Lindy Drewbird. That's like one of those things that are hard to say five times in a row. Why do you have to say it five times in a row? Lindy Drewbird. I think it's cute. Let's meditate a little more. (laughs) We'll figure this out, and then we'll talk to you guys next week. Love you. Love you. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. (laughs) 
da, da. Actually, I'd like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.